Why don't I pray? Uh, because I need help as we go through this passage together. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your word. Please help us to not only listen to it, but to respond in faith and obedience. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. When it comes to gospel ministry, some Christians just seem to have the goods, don't they? They just seem to be the real deal. My first year at Bible College, I went on a mission with a team made up of students from college to help out a congregation in Sydney for a week. And on team, there was a bloke who was really impressive. I went along to a dinner where our host church had invited a number of non-Christians to hear a gospel presentation. And this fellow student spoke so well and so clearly, it was obvious that many were being won over. And afterwards, a number of questions were asked, which he answered beautifully. He knew the Bible so well, and he, he answered intelligently and insightfully. It was, it was a joy to watch. He was winsome, clever, funny and sensitive, and many heard the gospel persuasively presented that night. But I can remember feeling later on that when it came to doing gospel ministry, I wasn't a patch on this guy. And to be honest, I felt pretty inadequate. I wanted to be involved in gospel ministry, but I found myself thinking that perhaps I just wasn't cut out for it. Have you ever felt like that? Have you ever felt that gospel ministry is better left to the experts? Someone who knows the Bible better or can speak persuasively about Jesus. Someone who's got the gifts and the gall to preach and teach about Jesus. Someone who's the real deal when it comes to gospel ministry. Well, there's no doubt that when it comes to gospel ministry, Paul and Apollos are the real deal. In fact, they show us exactly what gospel ministry is all about. Gospel ministry is all about preaching and teaching about Jesus. And we, we see this pretty clearly in chapter 18 of Acts. Take a look at Paul. After preaching to the intellectual bigwigs in Athens, as we saw last week in chapter 17, and even convincing some of them to believe in Jesus, Paul then rocks on over to Corinth, which you would have been able to see on a map, <laughs> but technology has let us down. It's not far from Athens. <laughs> in Corinth, <laughs> in Corinth, Paul works uh, through the weekdays as a tent maker, and every weekend on the Sabbath, that is the Saturday, he goes down to the synagogue, uh, teaching people about Jesus and trying to persuade them to believe in, in Jesus. Take it from verse 4, Acts chapter 18, verse 4. Every Sabbath, he, Paul, reasoned in the synagogue, trying to persuade Jews and Greeks. There you go. Every spare moment, Paul is preaching and teaching about Jesus. It doesn't matter if they're 
Jews or Gentiles. He's busting a gut to persuade them about Jesus. And when Silas and Timothy turn up, Paul drops his tent-making job and does gospel ministry full-time. See verse 5. When Silas and Timothy came from Macedonia, Paul devoted himself exclusively to preaching, testifying to the Jews that Jesus was the Christ. When it comes to gospel ministry, Paul is the real deal. He preaches and teaches about Jesus full-time. He preaches and teaches that Jesus is the Christ, the one who came to save his people from their sins by dying on a cross. And not only that, he, he crosses huge cultural and social gaps to do gospel ministry. The Jews in Corinth, well, they refuse to listen to the gospel, so Paul goes next door to the Gentiles. See verse 6. But when the Jews opposed Paul and became abusive, he shook out his clothes in protest and said to them, Your blood be on your own heads. I am clear of my responsibility. From now on, I will go to the Gentiles. Then Paul left the synagogue and went next door to the house of Titius Justus, a worshipper of God. Crispus, the synagogue ruler, and his entire household believed in the Lord, and many of the Corinthians who heard him believed and were baptised. Paul successfully preaches and teaches about Jesus. He, he preaches to Crispus, and Crispus believes, and a whole lot of others. And not only this, Paul knows that he's doing exactly what God wants. Because God tells him in a vision. See verse 9. One night the Lord spoke to Paul in a vision. Do not be afraid. Keep on speaking. Do not be silent. For I am with you and no one is going to attack and harm you. Because I have many people in this city. So Paul stayed for a year and a half teaching them the word of God. When it comes to gospel ministry... Paul is the real deal. God has told him to preach and teach about Jesus, and so he does for a year and a half. And nothing stops him preaching and teaching about Jesus. Not even legal action. When the Jews take him to court for preaching about Jesus, see verse 12. While Gallio was proconsul of Achaia, the Jews made a united attack on Paul and brought him into court. This man they charged is persuading the people to worship God in ways contrary to the law. But under Roman law, it wasn't illegal to preach about Jesus, so the Jews, with their charge, get thrown out of court. See verse 14. Just as Paul was about to speak, Gallio said to the Jews, if you Jews were making a complaint about some misdemeanour or serious crime, it would be reasonable for me to listen to you. But since it involves questions about words and names and your own law, settle the matter yourselves. I will not be a judge of such things. So he had them ejected from the court. Even through Roman law, God makes sure that Paul gets to keep preaching and teaching about Jesus. God is about preaching and teaching about Jesus. So he makes sure preaching and teaching happens through Paul. Not only that, it doesn't matter where Paul is, he preaches and teaches about Jesus. He's at Corinth for some time and then he goes to Ephesus where, guess what? He preaches and teaches about Jesus. See halfway through verse 19. 
He himself went into the synagogue and reasoned with the Jews. When they asked him to spend more time with them, he declined. But as he left, he promised, I will come back if it is God's will. Wherever Paul is, he preaches and teaches about Jesus. At Ephesus, Paul is again in the synagogue reasoning about Jesus with the Jews. And he must have been pretty persuasive because, well, they want him to stay. When it comes to doing gospel ministry, Paul is the real deal. He can talk about his ministry as God's will. He busts a gut to tell people about Jesus. He he does it full time and he perseveres despite opposition, preaching wherever, even to Gentiles. And he's successful. So successful that after skipping back to the church in Jerusalem and Antioch, he goes around to all the churches in Galatia and Phrygia that he's established through preaching and teaching about Jesus, strengthening and encouraging those churches. When it comes to gospel ministry, Paul is the real deal because he's all about preaching and teaching about Jesus. And Apollos is the real deal too. Apollos is an Alexandrian Jew that we're told about in the last bit of this chapter. See verse 24. Meanwhile, a Jew named Apollos, a native of Alexandria, comes to, came to Ephesus. He was a learned man with a thorough knowledge of scripture. He had been instructed in the way of the Lord and he spoke with great fervour and taught about Jesus accurately, though he knew only the baptism of John. Apollos knows the scriptures or or the Bible well, and he preaches and teaches about Jesus accurately. And so with a little encouragement, Apollos is a great help in gospel ministry. See verse 27, verse 27. When Apollos wanted to go to Achaia, the brothers encouraged him and wrote to the disciples there to welcome him. On arriving, he was a great help to those who by grace had believed, for he vigorously refuted the Jews in public debate, proving from the scriptures that Jesus was the Christ. When it comes to gospel ministry, Apollos is like Paul. He knows the Bible well, and he successfully preaches and teaches about Jesus. Both Paul and Apollos show us what gospel ministry is all about, that it's all about preaching and teaching about Jesus. We should thank God for them. When it comes to gospel ministry, Paul and Apollos are the real deal. Now, if Paul and Apollos are the real deal, if what they do is real gospel ministry, what does that mean for us? It's okay to be encouraged by the success of others and be inspired to do likewise, but let's face it, uh, most of us don't even want to do what Paul and Apollos did, let alone have the smarts to do it. And yet any of us who believe in Jesus know how wonderful the gospel is. We know that Jesus is the Christ, that he died for our sins, that he rose again to make us right with God. Because of who Jesus is and what he's done, we're going to live with God himself forever. Because of Jesus, God is glorified. Jesus 
is infinitely worth preaching and teaching about. We all know this, don't we? We all know gospel ministry is important. But what if you're just not cut out for the actual preaching and teaching gig? And you're not confident with the Bible? And you're not a persuasive evangelist? Has the, has the real deal just been dealt to others? Well, throughout this chapter, there's been a couple of people that have quietly been doing their thing. Priscilla and Aquila. They haven't been seen preaching or teaching, but when it comes to gospel ministry, well, they're the real deal because they support preaching and teaching about Jesus. Come back to verse 1 of chapter 18. Verse 1. After this, that is, being in Athens, Paul left Athens and went to Corinth. There he met a Jew named Aquila, a native of Pontus, who had recently come from Italy with his wife Priscilla because Claudius had ordered all the Jews to leave Rome. Paul went to see them, and because he was a tent maker as they were, he stayed and worked with them. Priscilla and Aquila strike up a partnership with Paul, uh, initially because they share the same trade, tent making. But this partnership was more than about tent making. As seen on your outline, uh, there are some Bible passages from letters that Paul wrote, where he's talking about Priscilla and Aquila. Now the first one is from his letter to the church in Rome. Romans chapter 16, 3 to 5. And there he writes, Greet Priscilla and Aquila, my fellow workers in Christ Jesus. They risk their lives for me. Not only I, but all the churches of the Gentiles are grateful to them. See what Paul calls them? He calls them his fellow workers in Christ Jesus. They're partners with Paul in gospel ministry. When it comes to gospel ministry, well, Priscilla and Aquila are the real deal because they support preaching and teaching about Jesus. And they risk their lives for Paul, perhaps at the right in Ephesus, which we'll see next week in chapter 19 of Acts. They risk their lives for Paul, but not before they befriend him and have him stay with them, as we see back in Acts chapter 18. Now, you could do that, couldn't you? You could make friends with a gospel worker, someone who preaches and teaches about Jesus. Maybe, maybe you could even offer a place for them to stay when needed or be like a second home for them. This would be invaluable, particularly if they're single, like Paul was. Like Priscilla and Aquila, you could befriend and, and show hospitality to a gospel worker. When it comes to gospel ministry, you too can be the real deal. Back in Acts, what's more, when, when Paul left Corinth after at least a year and a half there to go to Ephesus, Priscilla and Aquila shut up shop and go with him. See verse 18. Verse 18. Paul stayed on in Corinth for some time, then he left the brothers and sailed for Syria, accompanied by Priscilla and Aquila. 
Before he sailed, he had his hair cut off at Kenkria because of a vow he had taken. They arrived at Ephesus, where Paul left Priscilla and Aquila. He himself went into the synagogue and reasoned with the Jews. Although Priscilla and Aquila are not the ones going into the synagogues to preach and teach about Jesus, when it comes to gospel ministry, they're the real deal. Because they go where Paul goes to help out with gospel ministry. Now, you could do that, couldn't you? You could support a full-time gospel worker by going with them. Going with them to maybe set up a church plant in a needy area. I know a bloke in Moore College who's got a number of mates who are professionals who are prepared to shut up shop and go with him to plant a church wherever. To go wherever and get a job there in their respective field so they can support him while he devotes himself full-time to preaching and teaching about Jesus. In fact, there's a church on the Central Coast that did just that. A doctor, a security officer and a financial advisor, amongst others, shut up shop and moved from Sydney to support a gospel worker in planning a church at Berkeleyvale on the Central Coast. And God has honoured their sacrifice. Because successful preaching and teaching about Jesus has gone on there now for many years. And others are being trained to do likewise, like my brother. Like Priscilla and Aquila, you could shut up shop and go in support of gospel ministry. When it comes to gospel ministry, you too can be the real deal. What's once more back in Acts? Did you notice in verse 19 that, that Paul leaves Priscilla and Aquila in Ephesus? They end up staying there and having the church meet in their home. Uh, see uh, the next passage on your outline from 1 Corinthians 16 to 19. And Paul is just finishing off a letter he wrote from Ephesus where he writes, The churches in the province of Asia send you greetings. Aquila and Priscilla greet you warmly in the Lord, and so does the church that meets at their house. When it comes to gospel ministry, Priscilla and Aquila are the real deal. Not only do they follow Paul to Ephesus to support him and his preaching and teaching about Jesus, they have the believers meeting in their home to be taught about Jesus. And this was something they did more than once. Notice in verse 5, in the passage, the first passage we looked at on your outline, from the letter to the Romans. After returning to Rome, Priscilla and Aquila have a believers meeting in their home again. Now, you could do that, couldn't you? You could have people meet in your home so that they could be taught about Jesus or encouraged to consider believing in Jesus. Maybe you have a friend who won't listen to you when you talk about Jesus. Invite them for a meal and let them know that you're inviting Jeff or Warren or anyone else you know who's a preacher and teacher about Jesus to talk to them about Jesus at their home. You could have a Bible study meet in your house or, or host a meal for newcomers here at church who want to know more about Jesus. Like Priscilla and Aquila, you can have people meet in your home for gospel ministry. 
when it comes to gospel ministry, you too can be the real deal. What's more, back in Acts, Priscilla and Aquila follow up potential gospel workers. We see this in Acts 18 with with Apollos. See verse 26. Verse 26. Apollos began to speak boldly in the synagogue. When Priscilla and Aquila heard him, they invited him to their home and explained to him the way of God more adequately. Priscilla and Aquila notice a potential preacher in Apollos and they encourage him and train him. And as a result, Apollos ends up going to Achaia and being a great help to the believers there. Now, you could do that, couldn't you? You could encourage a potential preacher or teacher about Jesus. Perhaps you've noticed people here at church that have the desire and the gifts for preaching and teaching about Jesus. Encourage them. Maybe you've got the resources to send them to college. Or years of wisdom and solid Bible teaching under your belt to help them mature. One of our ministers here at Chatswood, Warren John Easdale, he went to Bible college thinking that he'd only do one year uh, just to get a little bit better Bible knowledge. But at the end of each year, people that had noticed his gifts encouraged him to stick on at college. He had no intention of going on and doing full-time gospel ministry. And without people encouraging him to stick at it, he wouldn't have. The result is that gospel ministry has happened. Many people have been taught about Jesus through him here at Chatswood. There are many student ministers here at Chatswood as well, if you didn't notice, training to preach and teach about Jesus. You could easily follow them up and encourage them so that they're better equipped to preach and teach about Jesus. Like Priscilla and Aquila, you could look out for potential gospel workers and follow them up. By doing so, you're supporting preaching and teaching about Jesus. When it comes to gospel ministry, you too can be the real deal. Well, we've seen that everything Priscilla and Aquila do whether having Paul stay with them or having believers meet in their home or following Paul around or following Apollos up, whatever they do and wherever they are, it's all about supporting, preaching and teaching about Jesus. Priscilla and Aquila, they're just not prepared to leave gospel ministry to the experts. In fact, without Priscilla and Aquila, Paul and Apollos' gospel ministry would have suffered and in Apollos' case, it maybe would never have even got off the ground. When it comes to gospel ministry, Priscilla and Aquila are the real deal because they support preaching and teaching about Jesus. And so if you feel inadequate when it comes to gospel ministry, that you just don't know the Bible well enough and you're not confident preaching and teaching about Jesus and that you're not the real deal, think about Priscilla and Aquila and their partnership in gospel ministry and somehow support preaching and teaching about Jesus. When it comes to gospel ministry, you can be the real deal.
The question is, do you want to be? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for the gospel of the Lord Jesus. Thank you that it's not only the good news about Jesus being the Christ, through whom we have forgiveness of sins, but also the way we know you, our God, as Father, and can with confidence hope in glorifying you forever. Thank you that through Christ you are glorified. Please help us to take an active interest in seeing you glorified through Christ. Give us the desire and opportunity to support preaching and teaching about Jesus. Amen.